This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Book another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, TF Munch, first mate Cedric F. Ben Sump, A.O. Torching the Blindside Blue Paper once again. That's the sound, the familiar sound of the Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. I, I mean, I often remark that I say that every week, and it's true, but it's been another week when too much sport has been barely enough, and I'm exhausted. Honestly, I'm exhausted. Uh, I know Roy's exhausted. I know Dave Stein's exhausted. I know the whole ABC Grandstand HQ are exhausted, but we're having fun. And sometimes we get it wrong, but uh, bloody hell, there's so much sport going on, it's easy to miss something. So much excitement, unbelievable, unprecedented excitement. All the big issues hit the fan when the XVU1 drone dropped the IED right into the exhaust pipe of the Humvee and blew all the doors off. And I had no idea there were that many on the thing. I mean, there must have been about 15 doors come off once the uh, big bomb got going. And so do the Logies, TV night of night, so proud as always, to be associated with the nominees who deserved the win and those who didn't but looked the part. Blood's thoughts and prayers are to go out to all winners and their families who are often the forgotten people uh, at the Logies Lutoff. I mean, they are forgotten people, the families of the stars. Our stars are great. I haven't even thought about them until I saw some of the stars get up and accept awards. Uh, you know, I just thought, well, Darrell, he must have some family somewhere and I'm thinking of them. I just picked that, or Sam Pang, who did an incredible job, an outstanding job. Uh, you know, must have family somewhere. Uh, well, I, I don't know who's thought of him. I have. And I'd like to think that that was how he was remembered. You know, should he go? That's talking about myself here. Should he go? You know, he remembered the families. Now, and uh, the stars of our unscripted drama, you know, you get a chance when the Logies are on to see, sure, there's a lot of great free-to-air television, blah de blah but our scripted drama is just incredible. The uh, shows like MAFS, The Bachelor, Married at First Flush, MKR, Rugby League Island, The Eye of the Storm, just superb. And on this, on the Logies note, there was, there was a moment which has now rocked me since the Logies, and in Logies Fallout, it does appear that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has been axed. Uh, I think we're breaking that news this morning and, uh, you know, I mean, Eddie, Eddie's family, I mean, there's another family, great Australian family, done so much for the millionaire concept. Uh, you know, everybody said it wouldn't work. Uh, you know, or A, B, C, D, who, you know, you're just having a guess. Anybody can win this. Anybody can win the million. Well, they didn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, Eddie was just great the way he talked about, the way he teased out ideas about where they're coming from, what they're going to do with the million, all that sort of stuff. You've seen it all, loved it. Now, sadly, that's not going to be there anymore. I don't know what Eddie's going to do for a quid. Uh, I don't know what his family's going to do for a quid. Anyway, now they're probably all grown up and got jobs. Now, before we go on, what about those Matildas there? Never say die attitude. That's right. I don't know what happened against Nigeria. Where did it go? We lost. Anyway, we came back to form with the 4-0 blot. 
Uh, and th- their attitude is simply beyond greatness. Can I be the first to join those things in the Matildas? Simply beyond greatness. The Tillies are taking this nation where it's never been before on the road to glory and we're loving every step of the way. Last Monday night, as mentioned, Canada, well, did they come up? Did they turn up? No, they didn't. Australia 4, Canada nil. Ridden, and weep and weep with joy. I know it's coming late to the party, but we're just looking back over the week and I was certainly teary, very teary uh, for uh, obviously Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday came good once the footy started again Thursday night. They were the complete package. Their courage, toughness, resilience, Anzac spirit, echoes of our digs on Kokoda and Gillipilly. I said it last week. It was all there again. And their families, what a credit to the nation, outstanding. I haven't got a clue who they are, but they're just outstanding. But uh, what were they wearing? Every time I looked, I thought, is that us out there? But that uh, change-up in uh, costume, can I put it that way, that change-up in costume is at the heart of the Gustafsson genius. Remember the Sam Kerwee, the busted calf weeds? Pure, pure Gustafsson. It was so special, that uh, calf in the psychological build-up into the uh, first three rounds of the cup. That's the Beyond Genius Cup, the Beyond, uh, you know, Greatness Cup, which is genius. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, well, it was all special. And you have to have a special psychological battle in the build-up. Pure gusto. Who knows where this train is uh, stopping next? No one cares. No one wants to get off. We all want to be on it. Doot, doot. Bludgers, as you know, the blind side focuses forensically on the spirit of rugby league and its, a, and its ethical obligation. Let's probe the results in rugby league round 22, the big numbers to begin with. This time last week, the blue and white blur of fur had the handout fondling the, the handle of the cutlery drawer and then the miracle of Salter Oval. Not sure where Salter Oval is, but there's a miracle there and it happened last weekend. And suddenly the dogs are no longer thinking spoon in 2023. The trophy, that is the spoon, that looked well within their grasp this time last week has slipped away with a spoon drawer slammed shut for another year. Congratulations to the whole Canterbury-Bankstown setup and all the hard work of the Oracle who's put in hours at the kennel trying to make that team go forward. And I'm not forgetting their families who did all the hard work driving them to the ground and washing their shorts and all that sort of stuff. I haven't forgotten that preparing meals. You know what rugby league players are like. They're picky, especially on game day. And those Dolphs had a chance at the death to take the points. But, you know, the Oracle's outfield got the win, the tune. Play it again, Gus. Dogs 23, Dolphs 22. Elsewhere, the eels, well, sadly, the wheels have certainly fallen off the Parramatta Express and no one can find them. That's the problem with the eels' wheels. No one knows where they are. Parramatta 23, a tale of, in 2023, a tale of tragedy. Another chapter chalked up last week, Storm 46, Paris 16 at the Rectangular. The more I like the Rectangular, the better I like the sound of it. Mercifully, this week, the fishy ones are in against the 11 on the trot side and so they may have a chance of, well, at least getting a draw. Incidentally, what has happened to Sticky's team? It can't have been them out there in the green at GIO. Tune Angry Ants 6, Plucky Knights from Nukes 28. It wasn't them out there, was it? Tell me it wasn't them out there. Anyway, and at Blue Bet, a very big win for the big cats over the Pathetic Sharks. Uh, Panthers 28, Pathetics nil. But at hey, at Blue Bet, everyone's a winner. And last night, the uh, the big cats kept on going with their form over the storm. Very big win to the big cats. Elsewhere in the league, the Mexican standoff between the NRL and the Players Association grinds on. So great to see the NRL logos, logos back on Thursday night and yesterday, of course. I didn't think I'd miss the NRL logo, but I did. I didn't know what I was looking at when I just saw a bit of a red blotch on the top of the Guernsey. And now sources close to the RLPA power brokers who spoke to the bludge 
on the condition of anonymity, i.e. they didn't want to be mentioned. You know, that I know it doesn't often happen in the show that we mention the anonymity, but I've got to do it. I said I would, so I've done it. They've suggested that the next stage in the campaign will see players refusing to wear shorts. Uh, I just let that thing sink in for a moment. The plan, before the players run on in NRL matches, a simple system where a siren will sound in four bursts, as in... Uh, 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 that will indicate that this fixture is a pants-off occasion. There will be time for parents of youngsters to clear the premises before the strides are ripped away in the tunnel. These same sources speaking again because of anonymity, suggests that if the pants-off protest does not get the results, the players will then be forced to play in blankets next. And I tell you what, handling errors will just go through the roof. Speaking of nudity, if there's no movement on the dispute, it'll be pants-off trip to Vegas and back. That'll get people talking in America. Honestly, to see the, the teams, they're not, I'm not sure who's going yet. I don't think anybody is, but to see them waddle off the plane, Starkers, I mean, that will cause some problems for, you know, diplomatic people and all that sort of stuff. I mean, everybody's going to get involved. Captain Feathers Volanders is struggling to announce, while well, those lining up for Sin City excursion in March 2024, there, there are sticking points, you know, they seem to be awarding home and away status to these games. And so the home, can you sell off a home and a home match? If so, what's it worth? All these sort of things. Anyway, and you too now are part of the package. This is confirmed this week. I've no idea whether the Edge and Bono and the rest of the foursome know anything about league. It, it doesn't matter. They know Vegas and they know they'll end up a winner. The pool at the world, the Aussie Dolphins, best meet ever. They ended up thrashing the stage. 13 gold, count them. Go to the dozen and then add one. 13 gold, five world records. We are number one in the world now, and that pool just got hotter and hotter and hotter because global warming is changing everything, including the temperatures in swimming pools. F1, and what a treat to see Oscar Piastri in action. He got away beautifully in Belgium GP and stayed in contention until the first corner. It was magical. It was a magical drive. From fifth on the grid, he made it all the way to turn one when Sainz, comma, Seafull stopped, pushed in, him into the wall. It was a solid start, but the big O just couldn't go on with it, Oscar said post-praying, uh, you know, quite, I, I don't know what he was doing. I was there and he just turned in like I didn't exist. I'd love to see Oscar on Haim's uh, new show, Let's Talk. It only needs one question from Haim, the host. Oscar, the Belgian Grand Prix, Oscar, take us through it. Then you've got 90 minutes of sheer magic. And bludges, what a night of magic last Saturday night. It was a high-quality display of stumbling, mumbling, bumbling, tumbling and grumbling from the nutty ones against the All Blacks. Eddie Jones said after the hooter, it was his fault. But you know it wasn't, Eddie. It wasn't just you out there. There were 17 or so other people out there who were trying, stumbling, mumbling, grumbling, etc. along the way. You were helped, you were sure you were helped by those magnificent wallabies. That melody again, Grumblers 7, well, sort of okay, sadly All Blacks 38. And now the know-it-alls in the caper say we shouldn't have dumped Coach Dave Rennie, describing the dump as, wait for it, utter futility. You don't often hear that in sport, utter futility. People are generally positive about coaching changes. Uh, and tell you, there's been no sugar hit from Eddie coming. Imagine if the, but then you could imagine, well, if Dave was still there, how bad it'd be. Anyway, now uh, they tell us, and I'm worried about the players' families. You know, these are great Australians are associated with a team of duds. That's what. You, that's the downside of them losing all the time. There's a lot of people here connected with the team who realise they're they're well, they're just connected to a team of duds because of a fact of birth. And imagine the 
social media pile on that's going on at the moment. It's just terrible. Just in passing, everyone knows all about the Beyond Greatness event we are living with, but spare a thought for the schmozzle that is unfolding in South Africa at the World Cup of Netball. The ticketing is appalling. Compare and contrast with the uh, World Cup that's going on in Australia at the moment. Let me say that again. The ticketing is appalling. The organisation has devastated teams and left players and officials speechless. Australia was given a huge scare midweek by Malawi and then it lost to England 55 to 56. That's how bad it's... Oh, I don't dare go on. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wall for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation, is again focused on the cost of living crisis. What I'm telling you this for, prices have gone berserk. Australians are living a nightmare. Interest rates are on hold, and that has softened the 46% rise in the cost of chocolate. I spotted the variety jumbo pack of Cadbury's, that's the people who look, used to look after the uh, nutty ones, for $30 for $30, and that was a 25% discount on the competitors. The 110-piece pack features all your favourites, Picnic Boost, Cherry Ripe, Turkish, uh, Crunchy, Milk, and uh, it represents great value. Uh, With this simple summary of the week's events from the supermarket coalface, the voice demonstrates his love for all Australian families and the true blue Matilda people and respect for Aussies waddling through the valley of death in Aquamarine is baked into the spray. Roy of Hope belongs to the Activated One, should I say the Voice of Hope belongs to the Activated One of Rampaging Roy Slavin, who's the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully said, Simon uh, Yes, uh, thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Of course, happy rugby league to you, H.G., and of course to your uh, uh, family. And... Happy Rugby League to all decent, law-abiding, hard-working, can-do, caring Aussies who know cheating when they see it and always call it out in a very quiet, decent, matter-of-fact sort of way. Wonderful test series, of course, is drawn officially. Kawaja was the leading run scorer, scorer, followed, of course, by England's Crawley, whom I don't like, and it's not only because of the name Crawley. I just don't like the fellow... I don't like him. Anyway, less said the better, and I don't think Crawley will ever be referred to on this program again. Like the Stappen. That's it. The ball change scandal. Oh, uh, yeah. This ball was 30-odd years old, old, of course. This was a used ball, replaced with virtually a new ball because there weren't any other balls, apparently. Now, Ponting has called for an inquiry into this, and he wants the ICC to investigate, and I'm calling for the ICC to investigate as well. Um, The ball became, well, Wokes with the replaced ball was virtually unplayable. It was hooping, swooping, it was going everywhere. The ball was unplayable, and the ball changed the game. The the, The umpires, I'm sorry to say... They conspired to see Australia lose that test match. Now, that is what has to be investigated, not only by the ICC, but cricket authorities throughout the world. BCCI? Indeed. It's a scandal. An absolute scandal. Cricket Victoria? Aussies aren't going to stand for it. They won't. Anyway. Uh, in good news, uh, mm-hmm. Aussie Alex Popperin uh, wins the Croatian Open. Nice, sir. He defeated uh, Stan Wawrinka, no easy beat. Uh, Stan's a very fine player. 
And I just hope that uh, Stan and Roger are talking. So remember they had that falling out all those years ago. I'm sure there's been some sort of rapprochement. I certainly hope so, and I hope you know, the uh, disagreements he's had with Roger in the past didn't affect his play in the final of the Croatian Open against the very lively Aussie Alex Popperin. Uh, now, the undisputed welterweight world champion Terence Crawford has agreed to bulk up to super welterweight and take on Tim Zhu for the vacant three belts. You recall that Charlo pulled out. Charlo's gone up a, uh, a weight to take on somebody else, leaving the IBF WABW available there. There are just belts sitting on the floor waiting to be picked up. Well, Tim Zhu's happy to pick, pick them up if someone's prepared to fight him for them. And it appears that uh, the undisputed world champion, world away, Terence Crawford, is going to do this. I certainly look forward to that. Isn't that great from it's Crawford? It's great news and very good from Crawford. Very, very decent. Very, decent. very, almost Australian. Almost, almost Australian. Mm. That's a wonderful thing. It is a gesture. That. It's a gesture. Yeah. And uh, that's how I'd build a fight. I would. An Aussie versus an almost Aussie. <laughs> The US PGA sets up a task force to explore pathways possible for live players to rejoin the tour. To rejoin the tour. Right. I've no idea what this is about. <laughs> I've no idea what they're talking about. Exploring pathways? What does that mean? That they're going to suddenly pay the PGA players who didn't sign with live a couple of hundred million each just to ease the way forward? Ease the way forward? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. However, Tiger Woods has joined the US PGA Policy Board. Why? And what's this about? But I tell you what, Adam Scott, whom I always listen to, Adam Scott thinks this this would be very, very good for the Australian tour. Well, it's good to know that the man they call Tiger Tiger Woods is very pro-Aussie tour, and why wouldn't he be? I mean, he's always fated here. He's always done well here. We love Tiger Woods. We love the man they call Tiger Tiger Woods when he comes to Australia. Remember the last time he came to Australia, I think uh, he might have got touched up by... Uh, couple of people in a hotel room and uh, was escorted from the... Well, anyway, you know how it went. Uh, that's golf. That's golf. That's golf. Yeah. yeah. That's golf that's in the good golf. old days. Yes. Next thing we knew, Tiger was, you know... Smashing in the Smashing car. his car. Yeah, with a golf club. With a golf club. Well, he was well, inside. Was, he he was the inside others. the car and yeah. someone was hitting the car with the his golf car. club. His car. Yeah. His car. And, mm. and then he smashed the car and then oh, things went wobbly. And anyway, he's on the policy board. Now, Mark Philippoussis is back with the Sisypus camp, the coaching team. He was sacked, you'll recall, from the Sisypus coaching team two months ago. He had a falling out with the dad and a falling out with the mum. Well, Sisypus has sort of decided that he's got a choice between dad and mum or the poo. I know it's a bit of a Hobson's choice, but he's gone with the poo, which is fair enough. I think things... Went a little bit pear-shaped when Dad and Mum started, uh, because they're bilingual, started coaching Sisyphus in Russian while he was playing Medvedev, to which uh, Medvedev was obviously then very much aware of what uh, they were up to. And I think Sisyphus lost his rag with Mum and Dad and said, you know, bloody get out and forced them to leave his box and... Uh, the poo is going to step in. So we wish the poo all the best. I don't know what his coaching credentials are. No. But uh, certainly he was a you know, very good player on occasion. I think he might have got into the final of the US Open against Pat Rafter and lost. Uh, of course, the Matildas, I know she's referred to them. What a, I mean, they've, they've shown us both glory and wonder. 
both glory and wonder against Canada. I thought they were marvellous. Um, and certainly if they can take that form on with them, and there's no reason why they shouldn't, they could go very deep into this tournament. Very deep indeed. Very deep. Don't lose faith in your Matildas, folks. Now, the New South Wales Premier, and very interesting thoughts, this is the new Premier, well, new-ish. His name might be Minns. Correct. <coughs> new South Premier Minns says that the people of New South Wales support the Matildas even when the Matildas are playing in Queensland or Victoria. I'm relieved about that. I had no idea that, that there was uh, going to that there was an issue. Yeah. You know, I, when I watch the Matildas play, I'm not mindful really of what Where state they they're playing in, mm. and I don't hold it against them if they're not in the state in which I live. Well, I mean, I don't know where this has come from, but thank God it's been addressed. Uh. And I, and I can vouch safe for the comments of Premier Minns because as nearly as I can tell, all New South Wales people I've had anything to do with have been equally supportive of the Matildas when they've been playing in Victoria or Queensland or Western Australia, should they play there, without... Yeah, questioning it. Without questioning it at yeah, all. I know. I never say to you, where are they playing tonight? Oh, mm. Queensland. Oh, oh no, I watch. It doesn't happen. No. So it took the... Premier to, I mean, I mean, where does smoke this fire? Was he, was he opened up at a press conference about this? No, I think he tweeted this. All oh, right, I think he does tweets. Right. Yeah, very modern premier. Yeah, means. gee, that modern. very modern. He's been doing TikToks. Yes, eh? he probably will. Mm. He, he does it more. Mm. Um, now, Eddie Jones calls for fans to pray for the Wallabies to turn it around. Well. Why not? Let's give it a go. Um, I would ask all Bludge listeners just to stand quietly for a moment. Dear Lord, dear Jesus, we beseech you. Could you please give a morsel of your boundless kindness to our Cadbury Wallabies? This prayer comes from clean living, law-abiding, decent, quiet, respectful Aussies who are spiritually deprived, and to be perfectly honest, just a little bit embarrassed. Lord, Aussies don't play like these clowns. Please, please, God, reach out and touch our Cadbury wallabies so they don't play like the chocolate soldiers they've become. Do you want to add to that, H.G.? Well, only to think that, <clears throat> you know, I've been waiting for miracles yes, all my life. And I, know. I think having spent, you know, the best part of 150 years yeah. on the planet, it's about time the big bloke, and I use that word advisedly, upstairs, yeah. Yeah. showed me that there are miracles. And yes. if should the, you know, the right thing happen tonight in Dunedin, yes. then be, where there's a 28 match losing streak, yes. then I think that, you know. Look, the, the faithful would love a thanks. Wallabies victory. It they, would really. You know, if our Lord was to intervene, and it's going to take some sort of intervention, I think, uh, from I, above. Are you thinking lightning? Uh, well, I don't know how it could happen. You know, maybe, I don't know. Too Quaid, much rain? Quade Cooper might pass a ball that somebody catches or kicks uh, a ball that goes somewhere that does something interesting. You know, I'm sorry you started mentioning people because I wouldn't mention Quade Cooper. No, I won't mention Quade Cooper. Lord, Lord, please think of Quade Cooper in your thoughts as well, if you wouldn't mind. Anyway, wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. Easts demolish Manly. They've come off the rails, Manly. They seem to have lost interest. 
Lost it. I suppose that happens when you're out of the top eight and, well, I mean, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. And you get Self-preservation that- takes over and you think, oh, well, I'm not going to put in. And you remember know. Lodge came to help them. And yeah. Lodge lasted about five minutes that's and he's right. now out with an ACL. I know. But there's so much wisdom he can pass on to the no, younger forwards. No, true, forwards. true, true. That's right. And I think that's why they're At keeping training. him on. At yeah, training, he can steer them around, tell yeah. them what to do, yeah. tell them where to put the witch's hats, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Come on, pick them up. Come on. Uh, now, the storms around Pappenhausen returns to the rugby league. There's a very good news story. Uh, Pappy will be playing for in Queensland, the Queensland Cup. I think he's playing for the Sunshine Falcons. I think that's right. Mm, so we wish him all the best. I hope Pappy comes through. They could certainly do with him, the Storm. They were bashed up last night by Penrith mercilessly. I mean, there was chalk and cheese. I mean, there was daylight between the standard of the... Uh, the Penrith attack was uh, breathtaking in many instances. Very, very impressive indeed. Speaking of the storm, as it was, the storm have decided to include their 2007 and 2009 premierships in their 25-year celebrations. Remember, they, they, these premierships were wrong. They were taken away from them because they, they broke the state. They cheated. Mm. Totally cheated. Mm. I mean, that is so storm, isn't it? It is. It is. So bloody storm. So stormy. So bellamy. Mm. Just uh, stick your fingers up to the rest of Australia and not give a bugger. Make of that what you will. Footy Heads, the ethical obligation presents a month of metal in May. Headed up by Metallica, Megadeth, Motorhead, Mastodon, Motley Crue, Machine Head, Man of War, Iron Maiden and Municipal Waste. Twelve hot and heavy nights of real loud at a taxpayer-funded football oval near you. Proudly supported by Bludging on the Blind Side. Just a quick one, Roy, to begin the uh, the chat. Is look, I, I'd lost uh, focus on Grub of the Year. Oh, uh, but I, I've got to say, there's been a very late entry mm-hmm. last week in the uh, Suns v uh, Brisbane Lions match. Yep. It took Miller. Uh, obviously took a centre against Z- Dane Zorko, uh, probably because of his name, and decided to reintroduce the cruet grip oh, really? into the AFL. Now, it's a long time since yeah. I can recall. Yeah. People will know, of course, the last time the cruets were mentioned in dispatches. Yes. But he really got a hold of his flute yes. and tugged it around, Did he? leaving everybody unashamedly aware that this was a sort of payback for some perceived injury right. and he got up and grinned about it. Now, Did you? I didn't, you know, again, I don't mind people inadvertently, you know, in a tackle, apart, unless they're a Melbourne Storm player and, you know, yes. Bellamy's somewhere nearby, uh, you know, yeah. that coming. But this was an old-fashioned, I'm oh. going the grope, buddy, and I'm loving it. Wow. And uh, I thought there was almost enough in one match yeah. to take out Grub of the Year because, of course, normally Toby Green would be... Oh. Polling well, yeah. but he's a reformed character now that he's become captain. Yes. And I think they've got to take the captaincy away from him to get him back grubbing. Yeah, yeah. But this was a, a you know, a very bad. And then, of course, what happened was that the MRO thought it was okay mm. and that morning yep. I saw hundreds of kids playing AFL just going in for the grope right. uh, thinking, well, if Took Miller can do it, I can do it. I That's how it works. Yeah. I'm seeing that. I've role always models. wanted to do it. Yeah. Role, models. role models. But then if, there was a bit of a backlash. Mm. From, uh, you know, obviously, you know, 
people who are concerned about these things yes. in football. Yes. And so they decided to, you know, have a word or two to Took Miller and think that, you know, maybe this wasn't the image that the game needed or wanted. Right, right, uh, okay. So uh, okay. I think he got a week off. Oh, a week, okay, yeah. all right. Well, the thing about the grope, HG, often it works. Well, it did on this occasion. You know, it, it can be most off-putting if you're the recipient of uh, groping action, because um, it's confusing. You, 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 you know, it, it takes your mind off the game, uh, etc. But equally so, it's unsettling for the person who does it, because mm. you think to yourself, "Should I have done that?" Oh, I think that's writ large. Should I have done that? And it can cause anxiety. I've, I've seen a lot of gropers, you know, sulking in the corner. Confused, anxious, wondering, not so much you know what what the implications are in in terms of the legal system of the code they're involved in, but just personally disappointed in their own actions, disappointed in themselves. I feel as if they've let themselves down by stooping so low as to go to the grope. You know, um, so so it is. It is a very. There are no winners, I don't think, in groping situations. There aren't. Uh, well, the only winners might be crowds who seem to love it. Uh, there's nothing funnier than seeing a bloke swung around by the tool, is there? It's not. Now, can I ask? Do you think that the grubber of the year needs to be somebody who's able to pull off the grubbing? Yes. With some sort of Dign- you know dignity. <laughs> dignity. Yeah. Now, Miller. Of course, as you point out, you know, sure, the grin was something. Yes. But then people thought, well, we didn't like well, that. Well, you, you've got to ask whether it's beneath the player or not. I yes. mean, even it, someone like Jared Hargreaves rarely goes to the, I've, I've never seen him tug on someone. I mean, sure, he'll, he'll you know, put a finger in an eye or you hit, know, somebody or high. hit somebody high or hit someone late or late and high uh, or real late and high or go on with it. Uh, gob off while he goes on with it. Uh, we'll come in, you know, half an hour later. Yeah, and continue pick up where he left off. But rarely does he go below decks. <laughs> After a man of the match origin clash, hobble back to the rooms, shout to the trainer, Maestro, me buddy, and listen to the soothing sounds of bludging on the blind side. That's absolutely right. You know, I mean, I take it that there were a couple of incidents in the Titans game where players were sent off or cautioned or put on report and so on. But this this looks like a new tackle they've got, they've developed. Oh, right. A sort of something that slides up and... Or slides up. Yeah, you know, like this, so they clock the person in the chest. The, yeah, uh, and the then person. it slides up to the head or something? Yeah, it does. It does appear. Uh, and interferes with the head? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, Unsettling like, for the head? Unsettling for the head, yeah. Mm. And so now... This has got Bellamy's dabs all over it. Has, has this come out of the storm? Or? No, this is in the Titans match last night. Right. A of the Titans played. I think the match was robbed of a spectacle because the Titans got one sent off early right. and one in the bin early, so all of a sudden they're down to 11. Oh. I haven't got the uh, the full match report in front of me. But, right. uh, and then they thought this slide up into the head might bring them back to the fold or? No, no, that's no. a good observation though. Yeah. No, this was early on when, uh, when remember, they are playing the Warriors so they yeah. had a fairly difficult task yeah. and they thought we'd, we could take a few out early. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I am not don't want to speak on behalf of the players. It may, no. that, may, that may not have been the game plan at all. Sure. Oh, yeah, well, the game plan can change all the time, you know. You've just got to respond to what you – got to play with your eyes. You, know, you do. The you, field. Do, you do. You know, it's interesting when, when, you know, a bit of groping comes. 
uh, to which you were referring earlier. You know, it only takes someone to go to the group and then anyone, everyone starts and, and then the whole game becomes a grope fest. And I've seen that happen. You know, I remember a Shamrocks match against the uh, Orange Sims turned into a grope thon You know, one started, then the other, there was payback, payback, payback. All of a sudden, you know, everyone's shorts are red and no one can play much anymore. You know, players have been sent off, the doctors are trying to reattach. You know, it was just bedlam, bedlam. Absolute, yeah. and that's what can happen. <laughs> I'm just so relieved it didn't happen with that uh, Miller incident with the uh, Suns match. I know it, it could have easily <laughs> tiptoed and then cascaded into a full-on grabathon. Yeah, and <laughs> no one wants to see that. Not in the modern day. Yeah. Just uh, I don't too many to... cameras around these yeah, days. I mean, right. back in the day, you could get away with it. Yeah. I mean, you just read the match report. Mm. You know, twenty-four Grope... players set off. Yeah. Don't know what's happened here. Grobathon mm. explains everything. And there is good news from uh, New Zealand, even though only three minutes have been played. The yeah. Wallabies are well in front. Are they? Yeah, it looks like the pair has worked. Really? What's the score? Three nil or something? No, seven nil. Seven nil mm. to the Wallabies. Mm. But that could miracle be... could be on. Yeah, Thank miracle. you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, we believe. We believe. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, as you know, of course, um, we're going to Vegas uh, next year with the Rugby League. Yeah. And um, it's described in the um, in the Murdoch Press this week as the race for Vegas is down to six. And uh, the NRL has whittled down their options for Sin City to half a dozen clubs, with Manly and Brisbane considered certainties to be part of the double header. Right. The remaining spots are likely to be filled by two of South Sydney, Melbourne, Sydney Roosters, and Canberra. All right. Now, the NRL is believed to be in final talks with the contenders as they decide which clubs will be given the honour of breaking new ground in Vegas. Mm. Um, now, obviously, Manly get there because of the Hugh Jackman connection. I haven't got that right. And Scott right. Penn, who lives there, yeah, who owns them. Yeah, yeah. And then the Broncos are regarded certainties. Not quite sure why. No. They are, uh, I think they're still owned by News Limited, aren't they? So I think so, yeah. Well, that'd be the, 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 yeah, the business there. They should get free good publicity from the Fox Network, you'd imagine. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. 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 No. They'd send a bunch of reporters and cover it, you'd imagine. Do you think they're angling for a Grobathon? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know that. how that would go well with the Americans. No, I get that. I think they might find it offensive. I mean, funny, sure, but they... Yeah, would, no, I take your point. There'd be moral issues. Yeah, that's true. Now, obviously, uh, let's see, the Broncos regarded as certainties, while the Rabbitohs are prominent contenders, given the pulling power of Crow. Mike Cannon-Brooks and so on. Russell, yeah. Uh, the Broncos are expected to be one of the away teams, while Manly is likely to be a home side. Oh, right. As so Los of... Angeles will be Manly's home ground for that day. It's uh, a home game for Manly <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Las Vegas. Do you reckon that, that... That works? No, I don't. Thanks. As part of their submissions, each interested club was asked how much money they would require to be the home team mm-hmm. and give up. Uh, one of their games in Australia. Oh, I see. Yep. You know, so as they yeah. obviously uh, they forego a home ground advantage for the Vegas mm. trip. Yeah, sure. The NRL is expected to be in position to announce the final four sides as early as this weekend. Good. As the clock ticks down to making a decision, but I thought Volandis was going to do it during the week, and so did something's I. happened here. Yeah. Yep. Head office is well aware that it needs to give supporters time to plan their schedules and book travel to attend the landmark weekend game. That's right. The game's obviously March the second. 
Now, the teams will arrive, this is interesting, on February, the, two teams arrive on February the 26th and two other teams the next day. All right. The head coach and squads of 22 players will fly business class and accommodation will be provided for up to six nights with teams to leave either on March the 3rd or 4th. So they're trying to keep, yeah. you know, the teams separate to give them some sort of mystique of, yes. you know, well, we hate, you, hate each other's guts and we, sure. you know, don't want to see Manly till we have to play them, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Do you think there are difficulties here in terms of we've got enough RL Rugby League Players Association problems going? We do. We the do. protest, I, I, the the protest last week was magnificent, covering up the NRL logo. Yes, that would have hurt. It would have. Now, of course, yeah. they're going to the uh, idea of the pants off protest. That's right. I heard about and, that. And then the uh, the other thing is logos, sponsors' logos could yeah. go. Yes, and, and they're going to turn up late. They're, they're not going to kick off. Say uh, if uh, it's uh, three pm. Nah, we're not uh, kicking off till twenty past. Yeah. Right, which so which forces the uh, TV net, coverage, the networks to, to have bump to, into have the to news. Fill, and, have to fill. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. So there's lots of there's lots of miles to play out here. There are. And then, of course, if they don't get the RLPA problem or the, you know, the uh, the next stage of the agreement in yeah. place, yeah. then all this uh, planning for from November the 1st for next year in terms of pay rates and all this sort of stuff is thrown out as it well. Is. Yeah. You know, the uh, salary caps and so on is sure. thrown out as well. You know, and again, it all hinges on this idea of an independent arbiter. Yeah. And yep. who's going to decide who's an independent arbiter here? Yes. Well, both sides have got to agree. I, I, I thought Volandis was going to step in and take charge. He was, but now but he's of course, not. He's, no, he's powdered. He's powdered because and it's the unlike the man of feathers to powder like this. Well, he was away on holidays. I know he, he was away on holidays. And he had a horse racing interest and all of that, and he might have met up with the king. The, of course, the king. You know? Yeah, because he and the king get on very, very well. They yeah. love their horses. Yeah. Um, I think they do, at least. And then but looking at these six teams going to Vegas HG, how must West Tigers feel? Well, I was just how much the, the other clubs feel who aren't even considered I know. good well, enough to go to Vegas. That, well, that's how much they must feel. The eleven on the trot team. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Or, you know, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Yes, the team. Bulldogs would love to go to Vegas, yeah, you'd imagine. Be. Yeah. The excitement, you know, getting yeah. the families to go, all the fans would want to go. Yeah, but, but the, no, not invited. And it's it's a shocking system, really, where only four can go. Yeah. I mean, you must have a, you know, do you get a special V on your short? Something like that? Yes. Indicating that you went to Vegas? Well, maybe the Players Association get involved and say, well, we're one in all in. Yeah, I think that's Let's a very good idea. Let's take every team to Vegas yeah. and, and give the people of Las Vegas, give the Americans a total taste of the code. And we come to punting. Yes. You know, we're going there because we think there's a lot of money to be made in America for rugby league. Yes. Well, surely to goodness we've got to start seeing some odds here. Yes. We've got to start getting some of these big American, court, you know, star or whoever it is in America yes. who frame these odds, mm. giving us some, we don't even know who's playing. No, we don't. Are the Broncos playing the Sea Eagles? They can't be doing that. Don't know. You know, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know. The draw hasn't been announced. No. That'd be a big day. No. So no one can get a bet on yet. No. When obviously people will have thoughts yes. about you know home advantage, yeah. would the home ground advantage in Vegas be as good as say at Four Pines, wherever That's the right. Manly Seagulls That's play? Right. What's the temperature going to be like? I know. Is there going to be any dew? Is it going to be desert conditions uh, with climate change? Is the desert conditions going to change? I know it's unseasonably hot at the moment in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my contacts there said it was forty-five degrees the other 45 night. Forty-five degrees. Forty-five degrees. This is Celsius at eleven o'clock at night. 
Now, this is unheard of because deserts, as you well know, usually get cool, cool. cool at night. 45 degrees. Imagine playing rugby, rugby league, league at no 45 sorts of degrees. Yes. Well, that, that impacts on your gambling. I mean, who's going to cope with the conditions better, Manly or, or Melbourne? We don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. Is it going to turn into a gropathon with Melbourne? There it's possible. And Can you get money on for groping? Yes. And, of course, acclimatising. You can't acclimatise in a couple of days. You can't. It's rugby league. Yes. And is the team getting there on the 26th got advantages over the it team has. arriving on the 27th? Yes. Obviously they have. Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the blind side. And now it's Talk Back Topic Corner. Roy, what, what, what happened last week? With your, with your uh, stumper. Yes, yeah, should uh, David Warner stay as opener until uh, January? You know, the funny thing is, HG, 100% of people said yes. There's a lot of support for David Warner out there, especially from Queensland. I don't know why, because he's New South Wales person. Yeah. But they're obviously decided and, that, that the Queensland, state of Queensland, has decided that they're going to support David Warner playing for Australia, even if he's not playing in Queensland. That's what I take out no, of that. No, that's a good read. Yes. A good read. They've got the Mings effect in reverse. That, that's right. Mm. That's right. Uh, today's talkback, HG, uh, should Dave Rennie be brought back as coach of the Wallabies? <laughs> well. Um, <clears throat> I would have thought that a little premature at the moment because looking at the Wallabies at the moment, 14-0 they're leading. 14-3, mm-hmm. uh, is it? Oh, hello. But the miracle looks like it's on. Our prayers so far have been answered which is a great thing for the faithful, isn't it? Well, can um, I just caution? Every, every now and again you see miracles, and this could well be a, an absolutely genuine miracle we're seeing. Yes, and would this mean that if, uh, you know, Mr Jones was of the persuasion, he could become a saint? Eddie Jones? Yes. Oh, well, you could argue that. Yeah. But this I, I, first I, yeah, I know. I think you need more than one miracle, you though. Do. You need a couple. Yeah. You need a couple. Uh, Tony of Tenerfield is saying, HG, uh, could we pray for his lotto numbers tonight? More than happy to. More than happy to. Dear now, Lord, we beseech you. Uh, Tony from Tenerfield is down on his luck. He's got some lotto tickets. Could you please see him right? <laughs> and can I point out that mm. the first 15 or so minutes is usually the Wallabies' best part of the match. If last week is to go yes, by, yes. That's I think true. they were leading by seven at one stage I think last they were. week. Yeah, and it looked and pretty good. It did. It looked it as did. if we didn't need our prayers. No. But then reality struck. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Now, obviously, uh, Matthew Lodge, very sad, uh, you know, I'm speaking of thoughts and prayers. Yes. You know, Lodgy done a great job for rugby league, especially in America, promoting the game. Yes. Then he became... Nobody's done more. No. Bronco, yeah. then a rooster briefly, yeah. and now even a manly seagull likes the birds. Yeah. Uh, now, he's come off with an ACL. Mercifully, it's not <sighs> tightness in the groin because no. that can be problem sure. problematic. Yeah. Uh, and we're not sure how long it's going to take, but... Right. You know, as you pointed out, having a wise old head like oh, Lodge, you yeah, know, yeah. is worth a lot, isn't it? Can you imagine the, the an old-fashioned word actually, the Philip, <laughs> the Philip that is for your younger forwards who haven't had that much experience, and let's face it, you know, Manly has a few, you know, very green behind the ears or behind the gills, 
<laughs> forwards mm-hmm. who would appreciate having someone with the experience of Lodgy just just to tap into, you know. But you could put ask him any question. You know, what what happened in, in, in New York, Lodgy? He'll take you through it. Yeah. yeah how, what was it like playing, playing you know, at for, the Roosters? For, at the Roosters. Oh, you know, it wasn't real good. Oh, that's interesting. How'd you get on with Jaron? Oh, he's a great bloke. Yeah, great. He taught me a lot. He taught me how to get away with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I just hope we can see another couple of seasons from him as a full, you know, playing representative of the Manly Well, it sounds like he's out for a fair while. It does. It does. I I did hear a report of 12 months. 12 months, yeah. I know. Well, hasn't Papa Hazen just come back from one of these? He has. How do rugby league players do it? How do they know so much about playing surfaces? They have all invested in Joey John's Green Shoots, a guide to Australian grasses. Whether they're strolling about earthing or looking for a roll-up, they all consult the John's Guide. Order now through Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. And if you want to get involved with the show, the text number is 0467 920 222. 0467 920 Or the old-style way, HG at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, they have. She's just on the text. Max from Arcadia is suggesting if Ambassador Lodge is out for 12 months, he might as well get on the first plane to Vegas and start planning. Well, and promoting. Promoting, yes. yes. that's right. And I'm sure that uh, some of those shows, you know, the Fox Media channels, et cetera, or the Fox channels would welcome him with open arms. They would. With his knowledge, yep. his, uh, you know, uncompromising, that's right. you know, promotion of the game. Yes. And to show them some of the things that he's been able to do. Now, sure, groin tightness will slow him up or the ACL will show him up. Sure. But nonetheless, you'll get used to being able to demonstrate with uh, TV people yes. how to play rugby league. There's no reason he couldn't appear on some of those Fox Breakfast programs. That'd be great. Every morning, just with an update of what's going on with rugby league in Australia. And odds. And odds, odds. yes, most importantly, odds, yes. And as you Because there's a lot of interest in Australia, of course, in America at the moment, with AUKUS and the submarines and uh, all of that. The World Cup. And the new base that's being built in Darwin. And a sub turned up in Perth, an American sub turned up in Perth. Did it really? Unexpectedly, actually. Unexpectedly, yes. Well, see, there's a story Logic could cover. And speaking of uh, submarines... Rugby league, if you want to get a bet on this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, it could work. Uh, this has come from Paul. He says, uh, some years may, you may recall commenting on a statement made by professional golfer Mark Hensby that he was Australia's forgotten golf. Yes, we do remember this. We do remember this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he wants to know how Hensby's getting. Look, Hensby is at 1,547th at the, at the moment. Now, recently Hensby won an event. He did. And I, I've got to be honest, my mind goes I can't blank. recall which no, it was. It was, was, say, it was not a huge event. It no, was, no, it wasn't a, you know, one no, of the majors. No, but it wasn't. It might have been the Tucson Open, which is something like you know, that. Yeah. But still, but it was still Hensby in his cap. And his name on the trophy. Yes, was wonderful to see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we he, don't forget Hensby. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Well, it's good to know Hensby's being remembered by Paul. And we had the Hensby Hour not long ago. We did. We Talk had that me. show, Call Me Hensby. That ran for years, didn't it? Yep. Yep. Hensby, we had Hensby's hints. Hensby's hints, playing with Hensby. Playing, playing, playing the Hensby, the Hensby way, style. Yeah, way, yeah. How to puck the Hensby style. Yeah, yeah. And grip it and rip it. With, grip it and rip it. With Mark. With Mark. 
This has come from Brad. He says, uh, happy rugby league. As a proud Tasmanian, now we have the AFL stitched up, is it time for Tasmania to push for a national rugby league team? Well. I think, yes. Well, we've been very pro this. We have. And we believe that Volandis has let the, uh, yeah. well, dropped the ball, if I can coin a phrase, in terms yeah. of rugby league and not gone down there and stitched up one of those grounds, York Oval, if that's what it's called, or the UT, UTAS Oval, oh, yeah. for as a rugby league uh, playing venue, which have been one right in the eye for the AFL. Certainly would. Um, Certainly would. And they've, uh, I think. I, that, I know there's talk of Papua New Guinea being the next franchise, which is fine. I, mm. I think that's great. Mm. But there's no reason why Tasmania couldn't shuffle in at the same time. That would be a very exciting. Look at the success of the Dolphins. Can you imagine the impact it would have on Tasmania, the Apple Isle? Not only would they side. have Dark Mofo, yeah. they, they would have Rugby League. Yeah. Yeah. And you might be able to get a good name for them, something with a bit yes. of Jude. Yes. You know. The <clears> Devils. <throat> the Devils. That's I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Tasmanian Devils. Yes. And they could have horns. And can I they suggest? They could run out with little red horns on their foreheads, just as a bit of a G up. Yeah. And what would be great is state of origin, including this year Tasmania. Yes. A tri series. Yes. You know the three prong series. Sure. Devils horns, get it? Yeah. Tridents. Trident. Oh, the tridents. Mm, mm, I do like mm, that. Mm. And maybe get Bellamy to coach them for a little while. Well, that just stiffen them, them up. Stiffen them up, give them that, give them that devil polish. Tell you, first coach might be Matthew Lodge. Really? Yeah, whispers I'm hearing. Okay. This has come from Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, to, to digress from the greatest game of all briefly, I'm in agreement with your futuristic views on the potential of childhood gambling. You may and may not be aware that back in the 70s and 80s, part of the curriculum for one of the high school certificate mathematics courses was titled Chance and Gambling. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that, but that, that is indeed Chance and Gambling. Chance and Gambling, yes. Right. It's worth out ma- mathematically the likelihood of, of winning a scratch lotter. Yeah. Not very good. <laughs> not no. very good at all. No, true, true. You know? Uh, the students were introduced to not just the probability of winning lottoes, scratches, etc., but crucially, they were taught the finer points of how much they could be won with a modest outlay on a daily double, a trifecta, a box trifecta, etc. Isn't et cetera. that great? Yeah, great. It was great. Some eager teachers, of course, saw the opportunities in this and promptly organised class excursions to the midweek races. It was stipulated the school uniform should not be worn. Uh, and as these were senior students, they could make their own way home, thus freeing up the teachers to concentrate on the form guide while imbibing the local brew. Mm. Sadly, yet predictably, some would say, these outings were short-lived, thus depriving the upcoming generation of valuable lifelong lessons. Can I point out this week there was... It was a different time. It was a different time. Different time. But can well, I point teachers out... Teachers wore shorts and long socks, That's Bermuda right. socks. And often smoked. And often smoked. In the classroom. That's right. I know they weren't meant to, but they no, did. but they did. Now, That's right. Now, can I point out? And the first lesson of the morning on a Monday morning might, might be how how did you go this weekend? Yeah, team. Yeah, that's you know, right. I won eighteen. How much? Hands up those who won something. Yeah. Hands up those who lost. Yeah. Get out. That's what. Don't pick up papers. Yeah. Now, can I point out that this week I think there was something like a hundred million dollars went off in some sort of Powerball. <laughs> and mm. I've got to be honest, I never follow these things. No. And the idea that. Yeah. One of the presenters of, I think it was Sunrise. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, Sunrise on 7 won. Did they? What, Shervo? No, Shervo's Offsider. 
Oh. I'm vague about this because I don't what, follow. What, 100 million? A, a fraction of 100 oh. million, a percentage of 100 million. Right. Yeah, but quite, quite a good quite percentage. Quite a good one. Oh, are they still turning up for work or have they decided? Uh, they love their work. Love their work. Yeah, especially with now shows. Well, part there. of the Sunrise family, I suppose. Sunrise family, indeed. Indeed. Right. And is this an on air presenter agency? On air presenter. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I, sadly, I didn't think we'd be talking about this. No, Otherwise, I understand we're, that. We're <laughs> more Did this come up during the Logies last week? Uh, no, no, it's only been this it's week. It's only been this week. This is part of the Logies fallout. Oh. See, who wow. wants to be a millionaire's gone, but a million has I'm turned shocked up. by that. Shocked. Shocked. Mm. I mean, it, it used to It really, was Australia. It was. And it really gave that great little show, Tipping Point, a bit of a run for its money, didn't it? <laughs> Tipping Point. Love that show. You never know how many of those little things are going to come out and what's going to happen. <laughs> Keeps you on the edge of your seat. I sometimes have a bet on it. I bet on tipping point. <laughs> Haven't won much, but I'm but... ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the pool. Did anyone on... ever become a millionaire on Eddie's show or not? I, I've got Someone the... must have over the years. I mean, it's gone for a hundred years, hasn't it? I mean, it's an institution. It's been there longer than Baby John Burgess's show, whatever that was called. What was called Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. I love that show. Tip, yeah. tip, 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 tip. Oh, send me to sleep immediately. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway. Now, this has come from Bill. Now, this is really interesting. He says, you may be aware that the murderer has been overseas holidaying with a few AFL commissioners. Yes. Including the AFL chair, Richard Goida. Yep. Right. Now, he says uh, he found an article by Samantha Lane in The Age yeah. titled The Man Who Would Be King of the AFL... And this was written some years ago, HG, but it does give a bit of an insight uh, into, into the murderous thinking. Into the murderous thinking. Well, yeah, this is good. And this is just when he was, I think, uh, made the boss yes. of the AFL. Yes. Now, the story of how Gillan McLaughlin made his first dollar does nothing for the perception that he has led a silver spoon existence. It says, as a young boy, he, the murderer and brother Hamish were told by their father, Angus, that under no circumstances would pocket money be handed out in the household, that they would work almost every daylight hour while growing up on the family cattle and sheep farm at Mount Pleasant in South Australia. Yes. Was an expectation. If the boys wanted fiscal rewards, they would have to find their own means. This led the inseparable pair to the old wool shed on the property, more specifically to 100 years' worth of accumulated sheep manure. In the heap of dung, Gill and Hamish spotted opportunity. Soon enough, this saw the enterprising duo take to hands and knees in order to prepare chaff bags full of the stuff for local ladies willing to pay for garden fertiliser. The McLaughlin, who at age 40 would go on to win the most powerful and high-earning job in Australian sport, did not stop there. With his share of the money we earned, Gill bought a pig, Hamish recalled on Wednesday after watching his older brother speak for the first time officially as the AFL's next top next top dog. Then he bred pigs. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I had no idea. I had no idea. I, now, I'd love to see Ham. Yeah. Obviously, my first guest is my brother, Gillen. Yeah, yeah. Gillen, take us back to the pigs. Yes. Take us through it. How difficult is How it to do a big was it? pig? Yeah. Did you have many duds? Yeah. You know. 40 years uh, of pigging. Take us through it. Yeah. <laughs> Steam. You asked for it, and now the tap is turned on. 
the Matthew Lodge Fitness Centre now features the Volandi Steam Room right next door to the Noodle Stool Boxing Studio at the Wattsford Oval Complex. Membership free to all bludgers on the blind side. Now, just speaking yeah, of the, the miracles. still on, 73. Isn't that great? I know. It's just incredible. And to think we're... I know. I know. Part of it. I know. I know. I know. Now... Get this, though. Speaking of miracles, mm. this is a miracle in itself. According to Malcolm Knox, who would understand these things in the uh, Sneesby's rag, oh, yeah. to make the World Cup quarterfinals, the Wallabies need only get past the might of Georgia, Portugal, Fiji and Wales. Whoa. They, right. don't mean any, they don't mean any of their big They'll struggle with Wales, won't they? They'll and, struggle and, with Fiji. Well, <laughs> not who even... Who are the others? Georgia. They'll struggle with Georgia. Not even that. If you're worried about Fiji and Wales, Australia can lose one and still make the quarterfinals and you laughed at the Rugby League World Cup for lacking depth. Yeah. It gets better. Come the quarterfinal, the Wallabies only have to worry about Ireland, France, New Zealand, South Africa and Scotland who will be massacring themselves on the far side of the draw. On our side, assuming Australia can get through their pool without losing to both Wales and Fiji, that's not an absolute certainty, uh, the quarterfinal will only have to get past England or Argentina and maybe Japan. Mm. With all due respect to those nations, they're pretty crap. Okay, okay, England are ranked sixth after woeful dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So that's a miracle in itself, the draw in the World Cup. I it mean, is. we could be looking on, obviously, uh, the Matildas in one sport mm. and the Wallabies in another sport. Mm. And I wouldn't ride off the diamonds yet, actually. They're in the semifinals. They could come good. Wouldn't that be wonderful to have three World Cups? Then we come to the Rugby yeah. League World Cup. Yes, which four was, World Cups. Well, could you get a bet on that? Of course you could. Because the four, yeah, yeah, somebody be fielding on that. Sure. The Rugby League World Cup has been postponed for 12 months and the Kangaroo Tears will return as part of a huge shake-up in the international calendar. Right. The International Rugby League met this week and it's a complicated calendar, mm. uh, but they are hoping the tournament will be the Rugby League World Cup, after France pulled out, uh, the tournament will be held in the Southern Hemisphere with the women's version to be staged as a separate event in 2028. It'll give the elite women a chance to shine on their own stage. Good. Now, can I suggest something that's obviously simple? We lost the Commonwealth Games. Mm. Why not put the World Cup, the Rugby League World Cup, into the venues that we're going to get Commonwealth Games? Well, that would be marvellous. So, so Swan Hill would obviously yeah. get, say, the, some of the lesser matches, maybe... Well, uh, maybe one of the teams could uh, bill, be billeted there. And, and that'd the, be the community would get really behind them. So let's say the Shepparton was going to have the swimming. Well, they might yep. get some of the heavier hitters to yep. go and... They might get England. England, yeah, that's right, to stay yep. there and play there. Stay there and play. And there. have that Shepparton great venue as a home ground. Yeah, yeah. And yep. this would obviously... Uh, they've got um, a raft of changes going through and it would yep. be great to think that these... Great towns, these great Victorian yes. towns, would then become part of the rugby league world. That's right. It'd be a great salve, wouldn't it, for those who are feeling a little bit disappointed that, that the, the comic games would be there. And you wouldn't need much infrastructure. Well, none. Well, it's already there. It's already there. If they could run the comic they could games, they could find a field, couldn't they? HG at Swan Hill to play rugby they league would, easily. 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 Yeah. Now, um, and that gets to the point of I just put that on pause for a minute and come to the comic games. Mm. Now, Alberta. Yes. That marvellous province of Canada That's right. says it's too much for us and they're not going to have it either. That was the next cab off the oh, rank. Oh, dear. Is so, Man Manchester still interested in having it a second time? Birmingham, you mean? Oh, sorry, Birmingham. Uh, yes, yes. yes uh, I don't know. That don't seems know. to have dropped off the agenda oh, a bit. Dear. In fact, the whole Comic Games thing's dropped off the event. It has, hasn't it? And I'll tell you what, do you blame the king? 
uh, uh, King, he, King Charles. Well, yeah. Has King Charles said anything about it? Did he mention it to Vlanders when they had lunch? Or well, very QT as yeah. far as I could tell. Yeah. And, of course, if the Queen had been there, yeah. I mean, obviously Well, the Queen don't... wouldn't have let this happen. No, that's right. Her baton would Her be, baton on, would be it, here. on its way. That's now, right. With that powerful message of sure. unity. That's right. That's right. We're all born Well, maybe the... King Charles isn't all that big a fan of the Commonwealth game. Maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. I've no yeah. insight. No. I've never heard him say anything about, about it. the Commonwealth I don't know what Camilla feels about it. Yeah. I don't know Andrew, uh, Princess Anne. I've no idea how the family feel. None. Now, can I ask is, can I suggest that two events that could help persuade the royal family to get involved, especially with the king, yeah. would be something to do with growing things. Yeah. In your place or at home, and oh, bacon. the the Commonwealth Games' biggest pumpkin. Now you're talking. That would get the king involved. Now you're talking, and then some of those pumpkins they grow enormous. a huge. You need a, a, a truck. Truck. I oh, know. How do they do that? I know. How? What do they feed them with? Mm. Mm. I mean, you could feel the feed the planet on five of them. Common question: Does rugby league care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. The problems with the World Cup, the Rugby League World Cup, yeah. unless you've got an idea. No, no, I was just going to ask you whether the King, is there anything the King could do to resuscitate the Commonwealth Games? I, I suppose you could stump them, couldn't he? I mean, he's well, got plenty of money. Well, what an interesting... Just got to sell one of the crown jewels. Well, he's got a frightful lot of money. He's got uh, a frightful lot of money yeah. and property everywhere. Yeah. Now, and I don't think anyone would begrudge him selling a property just to finance the... the comic games. The people would love that. No, what a gesture. What a gesture, yeah. yes. Now, um, the other thing is I, I'm not sure... I wouldn't suggest this normally, no. but I'm wondering if some sort of artisanal baking competition could be part of it as well. Right. But, and, and I know people love their MKRs and your MasterChef and all they that do. sort of stuff. I think it's time to take that into the main game. Yeah, okay. And so you've got international people from, I, I don't know, let's say MKR provided the contestants who would then go on and represent Australia at right. the Commonwealth Games bread baking competition. I, I mean, or lamb shanks or whatever it is. It'll be announced sure. beforehand. Yeah. Or lamb shanks, very tricky to get right. Yes. Judging panel, international judging panel, yeah. no Commonwealth Games people involved, you know, independent, completely independent, right. separate judge, sure. et cetera. You know, do the work yourself. Yes. Um, but yes. I think that could be a way of twisting this thing back to yeah. making it more relevant to a larger group of people and hence funding would become much more available. True. And you could take a leaf out of the Olympic handbook and introduce breakdancing into the Commonwealth Games, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Just to and get the kids involved. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, the kids who are now 40. That's right. Yeah. But, but yeah. low infrastructure. Sure. Cardboard and boom. That's that's it. And a couple of tracks. Yeah. And away you go. That, that's all you need. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, that's good. The biggest so, biggest pumpkin, <laughs> a bakery, and, and, and break dancing, and okay. money and provided. support from the king. Yeah. Can I ask? Do you think that distorts the role of the royals in this, though? Yeah. I mean, because well, the royals have always been front and centre with the Commonwealth yeah, Games. Yeah, I know, I know. With with, with Her Majesty. As yeah, it but was. times have changed. And also, Princess Anne, I think she might have been an equestrian competitor, she, she, oh, yeah, and she did was, very, very well. Yeah, she won medals. Won medals. Yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible, yeah. incredible. Yeah. But uh, I'm just trying to get this to 
uh, a more, you know. Look, I don't. I think the king could, you know, not make it about him, you know, and, and suggest he's bigger than the Commonwealth Games or anything like that. I mean, who could be? But if he was just to say, I support the Commonwealth Games. เปิดประเทศเราอยู่บิวตี้คิงแทงกิวเฮ้ยเฮ้ยมาร์เวลส์แทงกิวเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป็นเป
Rugby League has worked closely with the New South Wales government to reach an agreement for the 2023 grand final. We are respectful of the new Labor government's priorities at the moment and their focus on state budget, which is why we have agreed to a short-term deal. Good. Now, what the difficulty here is, is they agreed to a short-term deal because they think they can flog it off for more elsewhere. That's right. Which is obviously the business of rugby league coming writ large. Now, remember a while ago, I think we had a deal till 2040. With uh, having uh, in New South Wales, New South Wales hosting the grand final. Well, that's gone. That it has concept. because, as I understand well, it, nothing must have been signed. Who no, was responsible for that? Was that the Berejiklian government at the time? I think it was the Berejiklian Philandis, uh, yes. you know, combo that got that together. And did Daryl interfere with that? Did Daryl hold that up? I don't think so. But did Daryl want to have it at Wagga? The, I Darryl, mean, I can understand it wanting to go to Wagga Wagga. I mean, they've got excellent facilities. Well, the Daryl wanted it at Wagga Wagga. There's no doubt about that. Yes. And I've got to say is that the Wagga Wiz... Uh, had a twinkle in his eye when I saw him walk yes. away from that meeting. Yes, I know I thought, you did. Oh, you mentioned that. And I thought, hello, something's going exactly, on here. Exactly, I think they've got that. The 40 the, years is something, something we weren't reassured at all. <laughs> now, <laughs> now the, the next problem is, is that once you get this, we're going to go through this every year now. Yeah, and there's going to be uncertainty. People won't know where to book. How do you plan? Exactly. How do you plan your life? You can't. You, you can't. can't. Like you, around January, I'm always thinking now, where am I going to be in September? Grand final. I know. You know, you've got I the know. family there, you're yeah. talking Christmas and you think, everyone's thinking. Well, wait a minute. You can't go to Christmas without the rugby league. That's right. Grand final. That's and then right. all of a sudden you're travelling all over the world to see an Australian game. Yes. So there we get to the problem of is it a sellable thing? Yeah. As in how much is it worth? Yes. And I've got to be honest here is, is that this is going to change as people decide that it is movable. Yeah. That it is. Well, we could lose it to the world. I mean, that's, it, that's I, exactly I, my point. I mean, you've got to be very careful for what you wish for in rugby league. Very careful. Let's say it goes off as we expect it might in Las Vegas. It goes berserko, bananas. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly... The grand final's going to be in Las Vegas for the next 40 years. How would we feel about that? We wouldn't. We would be terrified We'd of be that. terrified. And then we come to the problem of Magic Round. Yes. Is that going to Las Vegas it as is. well? It is. It appears that way. Mm-hmm. Perth and Adelaide are preparing bids to attempt to take the NRL's Magic Round from Brisbane. Oh, it's, the, the federal government's got to step in on cultural grounds. <laughs> we can't get rid of Magic You can't flog off Magic Round because of cultural reasons, surely. Can I say something that might save the uh, rugby league yeah. is the naming of it. Are you, All right. you know, what the big dance? Trump, Trump ball. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. You, you, if you went with Trump ball yeah. and all of a sudden kids a goodbye. Yes. And on cultural grounds, the government would have to step in, I think, on those things and say, well, the big dance is officially now approved. Yeah. So the big dance is something that can only be performed in Australia. Right. You know, do you know Co- what I mean? On cultural grounds. On cultural grounds, Cultural yeah. grounds. So you can only have teams from the NRL in it. Yes. <clears throat> That'll change as teams get weaker and stronger as they go along. Uh-huh. And on that last or the first... Sunday in October, yeah. that's when it's always held, yep. it, you know, obviously the big dance will be on. Yeah. Now, I'm, a, I'm comfortable with the nomenclature yes. of the big dance. I am too. So it's not Super Bowl. No. It's not it's get a, a dog dance. up here. It's the big dance. It's the big dance. That's, so, that's and that's what you're right. buying. You're buying the big dance, you yeah. know where you stand. Now, the Magic Round, on the other hand, I, I've never been entirely comfortable with Magic Round, but be that as it may, <laughs> Suncorp Stadium again hosted the marquee event this year and holds yeah. the rights to the 2024 edition. Right. 
Queensland is keen to extend the relationship, but sources with knowledge of the situation, speaking on the condition of anonymity, i.e. Roy Slavin, uh, to to the delicate negotiations, have told the Sneedsby paper the competition will come from Western Australia and South Australia. Yes, I've heard that. And so the Adelaide Oval becomes the home for Magic Round and they've already got Gather Round. They do. How greedy are they? I know, I know. Uh, look, I, I, I think it's 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 up to the Minns government, I think. The Minns government can be the player here and insist that the grand final takes place at in Sydney for the next 100 years. Keep going. Well, manufactures a law, puts a law in place that the rugby league must... Agree to. And what are you going to do when they take you to court with restraint of trade, all that sort of stuff, you know, saying this Well, is... you say to the beak, look at the law. The law says it must be played in Sydney. Okay. I don't okay. know. Uh, do you think there needs to be a federal law? Do we need to get the federal sports minister involved? I've got to be a say, now you're stretching my I know. Knowledge. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, I... but, I, but there's got to be some... Persuasion to the argument of tradition. Can I point out tradition doesn't mean anything anymore. It, it doesn't if you connect it with stadium building yeah. and empire building and all that sort of stuff. Right. It, tradition, sure. Sure. It, you know, we traditionally play our premier football game between yeah. you know the Eastern States Rugby y- League yes. on this day. Yes. And it's usually held. Well, it's going to be held for the next hundred years. Is that your idea? That's my idea. I mean, can you imagine how it would go over if the AFL decided that the one game in September was not going to be played at the MCG? Well, hang on to your hat. Do you think? I, well, they they moved it to Perth. The one Melbourne one in the last couple of years was in Perth. Right. And I think that the, uh, mm, the um, loosening of ties of tradition mm. uh, are happening in the AFL much quicker than you imagine. Right. Could be. I've got no look. And how's this going over with the people of Victoria? Well, they hate it. They of hate course. it. Yeah, they hate it. But hate it. you know, look at I, I was referring to is it King Island that we've got a football problem? I mean, oh, the yeah. murderers trying to kill footballs don't get there. Yeah. He's got teams down there with only twelve in them, yeah. twelve playing, and there was an ABC reporter sent down during the week, and he had to play. Just turned up and said, "You're playing, buddy. We don't get, put the microphone down." Wow. I mean, that's how bad it's got. That's 12. how bad it's got. Normally 18 on the field. But these would be old the established clubs, been old around for 100 years. 100 years, yes. And they can't get enough players on the park? No. And you think people would be flying in from all over the place to you, facilities? To put their hand up, to run out. Exactly. But no. No. It's, it's, it's completely, a, it's a disaster. Uh, now, uh, right. Greg is suggesting if King Charles has so much property, why not stage the Commonwealth Games there? Track and field on the grounds at Windsor, for example, or well, Balmoral. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not opposed to that. I mean, if King Charles wants to organise the games in his backyard, back well, good on him. <laughs> Can I just say is, do you feel as though there's something to do with the Commonwealth moving the games around mm. that says we're thinking of you in some minor sort of way? Oh, I suppose. You know, so as they come to Australia and people think, oh, the Commonwealth, what's that? Yes. Oh, they put on a sporting event. That's what they do. Yeah. And they think, oh, well, that's great. They, uh, you know, have a yeah. head office in Britain or somewhere. Well, and... I don't know where head office is. Were, weren't they known as the friendly games? Oh, they were. 
They well, see, not... the friendly game, what does that mean anymore? People don't want friendly games anymore. No. They want the Australian they games. They want Australian games or they want, you know, games with a little bit of... Dude. Thank you. The Las Vegas Church of Rugby League welcomes all faiths. It has a special twilight service for victims of the punt every Tuesday. If you've had a run of outs, then follow the crowd to the Hacienda of Hope on Las Vegas Boulevard, just south of the welcome sign. Times for all other services and activities are listed regularly on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, um, Roy, the Matilda's, I mean, obviously they've got a lot of great players, but they are now uh, seeing that uh, two players in particular seem to have a telepathic uh, connection. And uh, even though we've got a number of players out and a number of players haven't been able to play as many as they'd like, Steph Catley and left-back and left-winger Caitlin Ford are dominating on their left-hand side because of the telepathic connection. Yeah. There's also something behind the duo's eye-catching outing. They're a pair, uh, you know, in the truest sense, a left-hand connection described as telepathic yes. and one from which the Matildas are very much benefiting. Mm. Now, you've been involved in some telepathic uh, connections in your playing days. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it possible to generate it or is it just something that comes as in... Uh, you need a lot of practice, you need to play a lot of matches together, or can you work, walk on and think, oh, no, I've got a telepathic connection with Stomper Stains. Uh, we'll be able to get through a fair few yeah. uh, positive Look, moves. Yeah. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Look, there have been some great what I'd call telepathic combinations over the years. Uh, when it comes to rugby union, I, I don't think there was anyone finer than, say, the relationship between the the Eller brothers, Mark, Gary, yes, uh, and Co, um, they, they were extraordinary. Mm. One knew where the other ones were at all times, mm. um, and so we just need to get the ball there, and they were there. Mm. Uh, with rugby league, um, I think Cliff Lyons and Steve Menzies, Beaver, they had a very special relationship. You'd have to say um, Peter Sterling and Brett Kenny. Mm. Had a mm. w- wonderful telepathic relationship. Uh, Cronk and Slater, uh, Smith and Langlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a special relationship, as you say, with uh, with Stomper Staines. Uh, we described it as a a rainbow connection. It was just uncanny. Uh, he didn't have to call for the ball at all. I, I just put the ball there, and he was there. Yeah, you know, and you yeah. can't. And did you train, you train for that? No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't train for that. Um, but, you know, but 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 often I, I'd turn up for training early, and who'd be there? Uh, Stomp. Uh, he uh, didn't know I was going to turn up. I didn't uh, know he was going to turn up. Uh, but there he'd be, uh, and that happened plenty of times. You know, sometimes I'd go to a coffee lounge. You know, John's Coffee Lounge have a, a espresso or something like that on a Tuesday afternoon. Who's there? Stomp. Stomp didn't know he was going to be there. Sometimes Stomp would just wake up there and say, "How did I get here?" And I'd wake him up. Hey, Stomp, do you want a coffee? Hey, how did I get here? Weird. I know. I Weird. Know. Yeah. But it was a sort of rainbow, rainbow connection. connection. Rainbow yeah. connection. And when it came to, uh, you know, obviously defence, yeah. that's where it really came into sure. its own. 
Sure. Because going into attack, you think, oh, I'll just pass the ball and he'll be there. That's, That's right. not such a big That's get. That's not such a big get. But, uh, but, but you know, uh, one going low, one going high. One going high. high. And then, of course. And then both, the other way around, two know, minutes later. I know. You know, then, I go low, he go high. And the difficulty and is. And then we both have the same idea for the grope. Yeah. And so we both grope at the same time. Yeah. Double Agony. grope. Uh, Agony. Rarely happens. <laughs> but when it happens, it's magical. <laughs> Footy heads. The ethical obligation concept is a core value at the Bludge, along with a celebration of football and the belief that many officials and players cheat. We take the rough with the smooth and swerve around the sickos, pervs and weirdos at Bludging on the Blind Side. Yeah, so we come back to this telepathic wing connection for our Matildas. Caitlin and Steph, according to the coach, Gustafsson, have a unique relationship and understanding when they play together. Uh, you know, so they, um, they other players seem to be able to fit into it good. even if one's not there. Yeah. Caitlin's been really good forward, especially when pairing with Sam. Sam Kerr obviously out with a calf injury. Yeah. We felt we wanted to invest in the left-hand side combination, but because Mary Fowler and uh, Egmont have a really good uh, in with te- in tactical terms, yeah. so it drifts away a little bit here. Sure. But the they're inspired. It was an inspired move which yielded Caitlin's signature overlapping runs and Ford's potentous, potentous yeah. excellent every time she touched the ball yeah. the other night. Yeah. So they're very blessed, That's really, true. with great yeah. players. But and England had watched that game. They'll learn from that, England, won't they? I mean, don't don't imagine that this rainbow connection is going to work every time. No, this is Denmark the next. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. know that. But, but uh, England if, will if as they, well. They get yeah. through there. They're going to have to meet but England at some stage. sooner or later. Yeah. Um, the one the one thing I would say is that they one of the great things is that a lot of the women play together in the Premier League divisions in England, meaning for Arsenal or Chelsea or whatever That's it is, right. and That's this right. is a huge. Help yes. when we put the national team together. Yep. There's not so much of that in the men's team. No. In other words, the very few of the men play in, in overseas, the Premier League. Yeah. Premier League competitions. Very, very few. Just an observation yeah. in passing. Yeah. Now, coming back to the where the um, grand final is, which topic that we oh, raised yes. a little while ago, the NRL uh, obviously put their foot down ages ago. They plan to continue pushing for upgrades at suburban venues, including Leichhardt, Brookvale, while work on the 300 million Penrith Stadium upgrade is to begin next year. But Minns, after he got elected, immediately said he wouldn't be willing to pump more money into sport, but rather health and education. Right. Given the state and solve the state's debt problem. Uh-huh. Uh, p- plus, apparently, build a train line, which is wildly over budget to from the city to Parramatta. Right. Um, they they did see that um, Volandis has previously spoken about replicating the NFL Super Bowl model in which the grand final rotates, which we've referred to. Yeah. It opens the door for the, this uh, one-year deal, opens the door for a Super Bowl concept mm. who can give us the best deal for the game. Now, that's where it that, – that's yeah. large now. And Volandis has moved a long way on that in a very short amount of time. It certainly has. Clinton from Bronte has suggested that Rugby League, who had that – that the final to be played in Sydney to the referendum, the voice referendum. Well, I suppose that it's a bit I, late to try and bring that in, but I suppose it's so possible. So that would be a question two on the question referendum. Question two on the referendum. Should the rugby league grand final be played in Sydney for the next 40 years? Oh, I don't yeah, you're know. Just, yeah, you're just a suggestion. Yes, or you could put it in the constitution that the rugby league should always be played in Sydney, the grand final. I, I suppose you could do that. Right, I hadn't thought of that. No, I hadn't thought of that either. No. Um, I don't know. 
Well, and then, you know, of course, obviously there'd be people who wouldn't want that and so there'd be a no case. And well, of course a lot there'd of, be a no case. And the know, no case would probably come out of Queensland, out of Victoria, yes. out of all these states competing who would love to see the Rugby League grand final played yeah. in their backyard. And remember, and you, you can't blame them. No. I don't think you'd get 50% support. Well, <laughs> I don't think you'd get a majority support of states. No, I agree with that. what state is going to vote for New South Wales? They're not going to do it. No, they're not. You no. can't blame them. No, you can't. Because it would be self against self-interest. It would be shooting and yourself in the foot. And you've always got to back self-interest. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It, I've got to say that, uh, as one of the commentators say, it says, yeah. do we have to go through this charade every yeah. year? Well, it looks like we're going to have to. Mm. There's no certainty anymore. No certainty, no. At least Rugby League used to give us a little bit of old-fashioned certainty. No, it's all good. Well, those days are gone. No, yeah. This is the new world order, yeah. isn't it? It is. It is. It's as if the Wagner Group have taken over rugby league. Have they? I don't know. <laughs> hope, hope not. Now, this is a great uh, story. Um, at a time when Tim Zoo was opponents running scared, Nikita Zoo is lining up uh, a challenger Big Brother has already disposed of. Now, this is an amazing story. Right. So, Tim... Tim, yeah. Uh, obviously. Uh, Tim's the heavy the, hitter, isn't he? The heavy hitter. Yeah. Nick uh, will put his undefeated record, that's six wins, five knockouts, online against Jack Brewbreaker at Horton Pavilion on August the 23rd. Wow. So that's not that far away. In fact, it's only about three weeks away if I do the maths. Yes. It'll be the first time Nick headlines a pay-per-view card. Four years after Tim defeated Brewbreaker, I'm I'm taking his seconds, Nick joked. <laughs> now, outmatched by uh, Brewbreaker's corner, uh, sorry, outmatched by Tim, Brewbreaker's corner threw in the towel, 91 seconds into the fourth round. Right. The challenge for Nick, Nick is to an even quicker stoppage. There's a motivation to beat his record. I've got to finish it in four. We're always competitive and that's why I love about having him as a brother in the sport at such a higher level. Right. Now, can I ask, do you think this has ever been achieved before? It's a family affair, the Brewbreaker family and the, and the uh, you know, obviously the Zoo family. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of this before. Isn't it wonderful? It is. It's just marvellous. And yeah. to think that... Uh, Good for boxing. Yes, that's right. It's got a real It's got a real family. Yeah, we're all in it together. We're all and, in it together. Yeah, we can all you know, really enjoy hitting each other in the head. Yes, yes, yes. Now, let me get this right. Tim took out Jack Brubaker so, you know, four years ago. Four years it? ago. I mean, really smashed him up, you know, in the uh, fourth round. Round four, 91 towel seconds. Thrown in towel thrown in. So Nick's got to beat that. Yeah. Now, is, is Jack as good a fighter these days as he was four years ago? What an excellent question. Is Nick a better fighter than Tim? Has Nick ever fit for Tim? Are they the same weight division? I don't think Has so. Has Brubaker bulked up a little bit over the years? Yeah, good question. I, I don't know any of the answers to this, but it's fascinating because to put a bet on, you'd have to take all these get, things get in this a... information. Yes, that's right. I mean, I, I could just come out and put some money on Nick. Sure. Yeah. But, but you've got to you do want... your due diligence. Exactly. <laughs> Haven't you? Informed. In, you've got to be informed. informed. Exactly. Now, That's what I tell kids at schools. Mm -hmm. Kids say, oh, yeah, I just want to put money on, on, on Nick, you know, on, now, uh, on a zoo. I just want to put money. I said, think, think about it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> think about it. There might I, be a miracle. Someone might be praying in the Brack, Brubaker family. <clears> and Yeah, all of a sudden your money's down the drain. All of a sudden God's listened and all of a sudden Brubaker... Beats. Anyway. Can I ask whether you see uh, the avalanche of interest in Australian sport yeah. that will happen with the rugby league going to America? Yeah. And, you know, you've got the, the great teams there, you know, the Broncos, the Seagulls and the sure. Rabbits maybe and so on. Yeah. 
spilling over into making more bets and more interest in this sort of boxing bout. Yeah. You know, because let's face it, it's hard to promote something unless there's a beachhead has been hasn't been made. Yeah, you know, so we got a beachhead in America yes. with the rugby league, sure. and we can tip into that great hole in the ground there that they've got. You know, yeah. all these other things. Yeah. Do we know if there's much American interest in Australian boxing? HG. <laughs> I, I just don't know. No. I don't know. I, I assume the Charlo fight, had that gone ahead, there would have been a lot of interest in... They need There was like a that. lot of, superficially at least, yeah, superficially. interest in, in Tim Zoo. A lot of talk about Tim Zoo. Um, so maybe... I tell you what's I mean, going... I like to see spi- what we call spillage. Yeah, there, there, exactly, a, spillage. A, a lot punting, of spillage. punting going into Australian boxing and then, as a result of that... Going into rugby league. Yeah, and then the other thing that's going to happen is Steve Smith's going to play in these New York competitions. He is. Cricket. That's All of right. a sudden, punting on cricket. Punting on be, cricket. Yeah, it's going and to be And there's huge. no reason Steve couldn't say, oh, have you thought about betting on rugby league? Yeah, exactly. And suddenly... Um, I, I'm an atomic A whole explosive. new industry. A whole new industry. Yes, that's right. Thank you. That's right. And I think that that's going to help rugby league because they will be eventually stuck for money. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Sure. You know, well, you can only flog off the grand final once a year, can't you? Only flog off the grand final once a year, but... Unless they decide to have three or four grand finals leading up to the super grand final. Whoa! Starting, starting on a tour. Dance. You know, brick in, the, brick in the wall style. Grand final one, Perth, two, Adelaide, three. You sort of mean. I do. I do. And, of course, million-dollar players are going to become all the rage. Haas is on his way to his million-dollar-a-year player. That's right. Anyway, on that sobering thought, it's time to pack away the uh, right. pack away the uh, uh, card table for another week. Yeah. Uh, Wallaby seventeen, New, Ze- New Zealand uh, ten. Oh Lord, fifty-one minutes. So oh, there's Lord. another thirty we minutes. We beseech you, Lord. We beseech you. Keep at it, Lord. You did a great thing so far. Great half, great half, Lord. <laughs> anyway, we've got to pack it away. I leave you with Andrew Moore on ABC Grandstand. Bye now. Remember the podcast. It'll be up in about twenty minutes' time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.